Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. Um, If you brought your Bible, turn to Exodus chapter 6, and we're also going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 7. A couple of verses there. Um, I want to say uh, for our seniors who are who are our 2020, 2020 graduates. Is it 2020? 2021 graduates. No, no, no. The, these are the, You're 21. Okay. So the 21 graduates, I know several of you are, this is your last service. Uh, we've got seniors too, or college, university students that are heading back. Uh, we'll be heading back to different places and stuff. So, so um, uh, we're going to miss you. <laughs> and uh, know that... You will always be um, a part of Haven. And when you come back, don't you dare stay away like you know, like you don't have a pastor anymore. Just because you go to college doesn't mean you don't have a pastor. And when you come back, um, you should be accountable. And you should, uh, I mean, especially if a lot of us, a lot of, we send a lot of kids to Bible school, especially if you're going to Bible school, right? It's a real contradiction of, Ideas there when we, never mind. That's an. I want to. I'll have a session just for seniors, just for seniors later. So, but but the twenty twenty the twenty twenty one class. I do. Uh, for those of you that are in the house, I do want to talk to you after service, and so um, want to do something with you guys before you go uh, this week. So if we can get together, that'd be great. Did you find it yet? Exodus chapter chapter six verse six. Exodus, the book of Exodus. To exit, to leave. <clears throat> Amen. Thankful for the God of exits, the God of deliverance. Amen. If you found it, stand to your feet. <clears throat> Why are we standing to our feet? Just to remind your flesh that this word was here long before you ever were, and the authority of his word stands long before your mama did. <laughs> Long before you did, long before your favorite, long before your uh, your favorite musical artist or or uh, celebrity preacher did, the word of God is aged. It's uh, and uh, and and so it's preeminent in the house tonight. So it's just to remind you that it's not what you think; it's what His word says. Amen. It's not what the world says; it's what the word says. Amen. And so Exodus chapter six. Read verse 6 here. The Bible says, Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. Somebody say deliverance. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1. The Bible says, When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess and drives out before you many nations, the Hittites and Girgashites and Amorites and Canaanites, Perizzites and Hivites and Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than you. Amen. I want to speak to us on this thought from deliverance to dominion, from deliverance to dominion. Lift your hands to heaven. Lord God, we give you glory tonight in the house. 
Holy Spirit, we ask, Lord, that your word would be activated. The seed of your word would find good soil in the room tonight, Father, that you would bring illumination, Father, that we would see the purpose of deliverance that you've brought for us through the cross and the resurrection, Father. And God, cause us to raise up a mighty army of young people who walk in dominion, not just deliverance. And we give you the glory and the honor. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I don't know uh, how up you are on your, your incarceration stats, uh, but in America, we seem to have a real problem with bondage. We are a nation that has about 5% of the world's population, yet have 25% of the world's incarceration rates. Okay, We have 25% of the world's prisoners. 5% of the population and 25% of the prisoners. Is he going to be political tonight with his United States shirt on? A study from the Bureau of Justice uh, called Recidivism of Prisoners released in 30 states in, uh, in 2005 says, um, uh, in patterns from 2005 to 2010, that's the name of the study, found that 76% of prisoners released from state prisons were arrested again within five years of their release. I don't know what's more startling. The reality that we have 25% of the earth's prisoners or that of that 25%, 75% of them who go to prison will go back once they're released. This study tracked 69,279 prisoners over the course of five years and found that most of them were arrested again within the first few years of their freedom. It's hard to believe that you can put on that orange jumpsuit and those Yeezy-looking slides. I think that's where Kanye got his inspiration from. Uh, Kim trying to send him there and had these like premonitions, you know, 5150. Yeah, if you know, you know, women be crazy these days. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Oh my gosh. Men crazy too there. Okay. Um, but you'd think that if you experience prison, I'm not talking about, and this study wasn't about your local, your, your county jail. This is state prison. Okay. These are felonies thus felons, right? You would think that if you had experienced prison, you would want to do everything in your power to run in the opposite direction of everything that got you in prison, right? Like, that's what logic would, would, would come, you would think, would, 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 would play out, right? But it's not the case at all. 75% of those who experience a federal prison will go back. Wow. 
really quick, uh, just a, a pastoral piece, right? Um, we leave that door open on purpose, okay, so we can see what's going on out there. I know we have some children in the house, so it's a little bit different tonight, but uh, we leave that door open, okay, so to, to help keep the place safe, right? So when you go to the bathroom, just know, we watching you. That's creepy, all right? So it's not, it's not, but honestly, it's not to be a distraction, right? And so sometimes there, if, don't, if you hear stuff in the hallway, it's all right. Can we cut that out? Is there a way to cut all that out? <laughs> it's live. All right. And so, so we're talking about prisoners. But what's, what's also disturbing is, is week after week after week after week, we continue to, te- to teach on and preach on the same topic as well in the house of God, and that is deliverance. Because like the prisoner in America who finds himself in a federal penitentiary and very quickly will go back in just the first few years of his freedom and deliverance, the same is true in the house of God. We find our freedom in an altar. We find our deliverance in an altar. But give it time, and we find ourselves circling back to the same pit. We find ourselves circling back to the same prison. And I want you to understand tonight that it's not God's intention for you to live from deliverance to deliverance, but he wants to bring you from deliverance to dominion. If you believe it, say amen tonight. And so this was God's intention for the Israelites is to bring them out of bondage out of bondage and so to bring to to bring to them deliverance but he didn't just come to give them deliverance there was something attached to the deliverance he didn't just come to liberate them from Egypt he came to to instruct them as soldiers of God to march and conquer uh, the, the promised land God is calling you not just to a place of freedom but to a place of dominion amen the temptation to go back to Egypt was real. They talked about it. They, 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 they imagined about it. They threatened Moses. They complained to God about going back to Egypt. And there's no wonder. We do the same thing. We walk out of, out of bondage into freedom and then, then forever try to talk ourselves back to going to the same pit that we just, we, just, uh, we just walked out of in freedom and in newness of life. And so God's plan of getting Israel out of Egypt was not the final goal. It was only a means to the goal. The goal was for them to come into relationship with him, learn his statutes, his ways, and use those principles to take possession of the promised land. But what they didn't know, although freedom was free, dominion is never free. Possession of the promised land was going to require a fight. In fact, everything that the, the, the people of Israel, the children of Israel possessed would only come if they were willing to fight for it. Tell your neighbor, fight for it. It wasn't what they wished for. It's not what they hoped for. It's not what they felt like should be theirs. It wasn't even what the, what the preacher said was theirs. It was what they were willing to stand and fight for. Just because I say you're free doesn't make you free. Just because you, you sing about coming out of a grave doesn't mean you're out of a grave. Just because you say you're free in a worship set, just because you dance around an altar, just because you shout, just because you feel doodads on the back of your neck doesn't mean you're free. You've got to be willing to fight for it, to work 
walk in the dominion that God has served for you. Amen. And so understand, battles are not the same as bondage. And so understand that you have been called to battle in for the cause of Christ. And so understand that if you are engaging in battle, you are a free person. You say, well, the, the, the fight is real. The struggle is real. Okay. Battles usually are. They're tough, right? But the good news is if you're fighting, you're free. Bondage makes you a slave, but battles make you a soldier. Hallelujah. And so when you get, get saved and you walk in deliverance, the battles don't stop. In fact, they only just begin in your life. In deliverance, God works for you. But in dominion, get this, he works through you. He delivered the Israelites out of Egypt at no cost to them at all. But dominion to take over the promised land would be done through them. It was a fight they had to fight. It was, it was the shout and the praise they had to lift. Amen? And so understand, Moses came to a people who knew nothing but bondage. This was normal to them. Their children being raped by their oppressor was normal. Hundreds of years of bondage. This was normal. Think of that. Think of hopelessness being a normal part of your life. Think of fear becoming a normal part of your life. Think about anxiety becoming a normal part of your life to a a point and place where you just learn, I've just got to cope with this. I've just got to learn to live with this. This is what Moses stepped into. He stepped into the middle of a, of a stubborn, roughneck people who said, this is the way it's always been. It was like this for, for, for dad and mom. It was like this for granny and grandpa. It was like this for great grandpa and great great grandpa. All we've known is bondage. All we've known is hopelessness. All we've known is slavery. All we've known is disease. All we've known is disappointment. All we've known is death. And Moses steps into the middle of that messed up perspective on life. And he says, this is not normal. And Moses is our type in the Old Testament of Jesus, who does the same thing in Matthew chapter 21 when he comes into the temple. And he's come to do one thing, deliver. Before you can ever know the dominion of God, you have to know the deliverance of God. So he comes into the temple. In order to understand this passage, you have to understand a little bit of of the layout of the temple. Do you know, in order to understand the Bible, you got to dig in a little bit. It's complicated on purpose. It's an invitation to wrestle with it. It's an invitation to come back again and again and again and not just settle for the, for, for, for the, uh, for the, 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 the surface or the, the, the bottom shelf items, but spend time in his word and find that as you spend time in his word, he begins to bring, bring revelation and revelation brings change and, and change brings new direction in your life. And, and, and so we see in the, the New, Test, New Testament temple built by Herod, on the top of Mount Zion, about 30 acres of land, there are le- there's, there's different, uh, different uh, designated areas depending on what kind of person you are. Are you with me? Stay with me here. It's important that you, get, that you understand this. And so you have heard of the Holy of Holies. This was the one place where the priest would go one time of year, offer the atonement, 
For the people of God, this is where the Shekinah glory of God, the, 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 the manifest presence of God dwelt. This was behind the, 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 the veil, right? You with me? Uh, the Bible readers and churchgoers know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just stay with me because it's still going to make sense to you. Outside of the Holy Holies was the holy place, right? And then outside of the holy place was the, the uh, inner court and the outer court, right? And so you've got the, uh, the court of, uh, uh, for the women, and then you also have the court of the Gentiles, which is really weird because, like, wait, Gentiles, Gentiles had access to God? But the temple was built and purposed to give access to all nations. You with me? Even before, before Paul's gospel goes out to the Gentiles, okay, the temple uh, built by Herod had a court. It was the outermost court, okay, for the Gentiles. And this is why Jesus came, to cleanse the temple. This is where the religious establishment who knew the Gentiles were not worthy to go into the court of women or the, the inner court or the holy place or certainly not the holy of holies. And so the, the religious establishment would literally sell, sell, uh, sell booths, if you will, to people to sell in the, the court of the Gentiles. Are you with me? And so this is where people would go and they would buy things, right? And so there's all kinds of, it was like a, it was like a fair going on in the temple of God, right? And so in the, the, the court of the Gentiles, Jesus is going to step into the temple for this cause. The Gentiles have been basically forbidden because of the religious establishment, to access God, because everywhere they could have offered up a, a prayer was around amok with uh, people selling pigeons and sheep and goats. And this is, where, where, this is why Jesus is angry. They limited the access to God, to a very specific person or people group. So Jesus shows up. In Matthew 21, guess where he doesn't go? The Holy of Holies. You would have thought he would just march right in there and said, I am the high priest. But he doesn't. He doesn't go to the holy, the holy place either. He bypasses that. He doesn't go to the, the court of women. But he goes to the furthest most point. The, the furthest place from the Holy of Holies, which was the court of the Gentiles. Are you with me? Where nobody else was trying to go, Jesus went. The ones that were disenfranchised is who he was going for. Do you hear me? The ones who were long forgotten is who he showed up in Jerusalem on that day for. The ones who knew they had no way of ever making it to the holy place or the inner court. The ones that knew that there was no hope. The ones that knew for them it was always going to be dim. It was always going to be dark. They were always going to be out of luck and always going to be from the wrong side of the tracks and always going to be uh, going to be from the wrong from the from from the wrong family group. They were always going to be outcasts. They were always going to be the disenfranchised. These are the ones that he comes for and he comes into a place this had been going on for hundreds of years they've been selling in the outer court of the gentiles for hundreds of years this was normal and every gentile in the room just thought this is the way 
it's supposed to be. I know it's for us, but we can't access God because the religious establishment has convinced them of such. But Jesus comes into a, a, a into that space after hundreds of years of what was abnormal. The society had called called normal, so everyone's like, "This is just the way it's supposed to be." The doves, you know, and the pigeons that they're offering for sacrifices, the little fair games and stuff going on, little rabbits and wombats. I don't know. They have wombats in Jerusalem, probably. They were all running around, right, selling this and selling that, getting all kinds of merch, right? And Jesus comes and says, to you who thought that you couldn't make it, to you that thought that you'd never get in, to you that thought that you were too dirty, to you that thought that you're too deep in your sin, to you that, that know that you're disqualified, you know you're not good enough, you know what you did last night, you know who you slept with you know the message that you sent you know how far you've gone to you I've come to you oh I know it feels like it's normal I know it feels like everybody has said you just need to learn to, to to deal with your depression you just need to learn to cope with your fear your anxiety oh you're always going to be diseased your mama was diseased your mama's mama was diseased it's just a part of your family history you'll probably never have a good marriage you'll probably never have children that run after God because it just doesn't work that way for you. Jesus comes and says, oh, I've come to announce to you that I'm cleansing my temple. I'm taking out the trash. Oh, my God, my God, what you've called normal, I've come to run out. Oh, and establish again my created purpose. Oh, he says it's my temple, my temple. John says he was ate up with zeal. He was ate up with passion for his temple. Oh, it's a, it's the building in the New Testament with prior to the resurrection of Christ but we know today you are that temple you are that temple that he has been ate up with zeal oh he's passionate about your freedom he's passionate about your wholeness he's passionate about your your family he's passionate about your home he's passionate about revival in your life he comes to announce that that depression's not normal you can walk in freedom oh that that your anxiety's not normal. I don't care how many doctors tell you. You just need to add another layer of, of substance to, to, to feel okay. It's not normal. He came to heal. He came to deliver. He came to set free. He came to make whole. Hallelujah to God. And so he comes to the court of the Gentiles. He shouldn't have went to the court of Gentiles. No priest was going out to the... Nobody's concerned about the court of the Gentiles unless it's just to, to buy a quick sacrifice. But he says, you have made my temple a den of thieves. This is mine. You've discounted them, but they're mine. Oh, you've written them off, but they're mine. Oh, I know what they did was way out of bounds. But they're mine. I know that I know that mom and dad won't even claim them. Mom and dad's not talking about them in the streets. But I sing songs of praise over them every single night. I know that you turn your head from them when they come by so you don't have to engage in them. But I, my eyes have never left them. Oh, they're mine. Hallelujah to God. So Jesus comes to his temple. Did you know that it's possible to be a child of God and a temple of God, but still have mess in your life? 
to still need cleansing? Can I announce to you that you can take off the mask? You can take off the facade. It's possible for a believer to become filthy. So what does he do? Come to expose the mess? Come to put his people on blast? I know I'm not good enough. You don't need to remind me. That's not what he did. He ran out every individual in that court that kept the unclean from coming closer. He ran out every demonic spirit that attempted to keep his people from his presence. (laughs) He's not trying to push you out of his presence. He's ate up with zeal, with passion for you. And like he said, he said to the people of Israel, like a mother hen would bring in and brew with her, her chicks. So have I come for my children. He's come for you tonight to give you deliverance. Deliverance is real. Freedom is real. And I think you buy that. But the problem is, we've not learned to walk in the next level of freedom and to walk in, in dominion. It's important that you, you know more than what Jesus did. Do you hear me? But also why he did it. It's really important. Um, Andrew's going to throw up a video for you kind of stress this point. Sweet love sound that 
difference what's the difference he began to express his song from his why not just what he did but why he does it and when you begin to understand not just what God did but why he's done it in you and for you and through you when you begin to understand that he didn't just deliver you from sin and hell and that ought to be enough but he also delivered you for a purpose to walk in dominion and walk in authority to say to the enemy I am not going back to my old life I don't have to go back to the pit I don't have to go back to the dungeon oh my god if you understood the power of God that is on the inside of you if you begin to walk out in the authority of God I have not just been delivered I've been called to walk in dominion and every every square inch the sole of my feet may step upon that's what he's given unto me he delivered me to bring deliverance to my mama to bring deliverance to my daddy to bring deliverance to my brother to bring deliverance to my stepbrother to bring deliverance to the hallways of Garfield Middle School to bring deliverance to my city oh do you know what he's done and do you know why he's done it oh not just so you could go from deliverance to deliverance to deliverance but there's a plan and a purpose he didn't bring you out of Egypt just to deliver you from Pharaoh there's some Philistines that are coming down there's some Amalekites that are coming down oh those walls are bigger oh they go up to the sky Moses said oh there's cities that 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 are, are bigger than you there's giants in the land Moses said oh but fear not I've given them unto you why I didn't just call you out I called you to dominion in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah oh God oh God teach us Lord God oh Lord to be more than just delivered from bondage oh but help us to understand God you're calling us to walk in dominion hallelujah but David said let the high 
praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of irons, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord, David said. David said he's given you a, 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 a two-edged sword to execute judgment and there's going to be praise in your lips to do so. Understand that God wants us to walk with our mouths full of praise. His sword in our hands. This is how spiritual warfare works. When I walk in deliverance, I begin to change my attitude towards I, to what I'm walking into. I don't hate mama anymore. I don't hate daddy anymore. I don't hate my home anymore. I don't look to be delivered out of my home anymore. I'm looking for every demon of hell that's kept my home in bondage like Jesus when he steps on that, that island of Gad off of the Galilee Sea. Here comes the devil. Oh my God. My God. Has our time already come? Have you come to torment us? This is what the blood of Jesus empowers you to do. Oh I know that spirit of suicide has been tormenting you but you've been delivered by the blood of, blood of Jesus. I know that depression has been on your toes but can I tell you there's a spirit that ought to rise up in you that you can understand and know I don't have to cower I don't have to cower to fear I can put bondage to flight oh my god here comes Jesus here comes Jesus confronting the man that's been living in the tombs and it wasn't Jesus that was running in fear it was the devils that said don't torment us now that's the transition from deliverance to dominion the thing that was tormenting you you begin to torment the thing that was putting you in bondage <laughs> more than conquerors how do I become a more than a conqueror I'll tell you how I want to use her because she's standing up <sighs> that suicide spirit I'm not afraid of the suicide spirit I want to run to everyone that the Holy Spirit reveals to me that is, that is wrestling with that same spirit. You know what I'm going to do? It tormented me. It had me bound. You know what I'm going to do? I want to, once you stand up, you're going to be a suicide spirit, but you're not that, okay? You know what I want to do? I want to bind that spirit. I'm going to torment that spirit. For God hath not given me a, unto a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. The devil may come in in the middle of the night, but I'm not going to give in. My thoughts are, may try to run them wild, but I'm going to cast down every evil imagination and bring it under the authority of God's word. I'm going to allow the praises of God to flow from my mouth. I'm going to carry the sword of the spirit according to Hebrews in my hands, and I'm going to declare that I am free, that I I am whole, that I am living life unto my according purpose by God's grace. Hallelujah to God. From deliverance to dominion. How do I do it? Quit complaining all the time about everything. Everything in your life is a gray cloud over. How can you walk in victory and freedom when everywhere you look is a gray cloud? Here come Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. He scraped the gray clouds, gray clouds clear so that you can look up with a smile on your face so you can put your shoulders back and say, I know that I'm called. I know that I'm purposed. It don't mean that there ain't going to be a, a struggle. It don't mean there's not going to be a, some rough days in my life, but I don't have to be subject to the rough days in my life. Life. I can walk in authority. I can walk with a new song on my lips. 
Tell the person beside you, stop complaining. It's contagious. It's contrary to faith. And every time I complain about my current circumstance, you know what I'm doing? I'm probably scorning the purpose of God. I'm probably scorning the purpose of God for my life. No wonder people can't, people that are in your life, that God has put in your life so that the freedom on you can get on them. No wonder why they're still bound. You just complain about them all the time. I can't stand that person. Isn't that just like the enemy to set us against the very people that God has, has brought into our lives so that we can bring them into the fullness of, uh, of the knowledge of God and his freedom for them? And then he does it in the house of, house of God too. There are people in this room who don't like other people in this room. And it goes from newbies all the way to the old ones. Yeah, it does. You know why? The enemy knows. The enemy knows that that person that you've got odd against, that person that, that you've got all of these, uh, the, the list that you've established against them, they hold the key to your breakthrough. They hold the key to your next level in God and in Christ. Get over yourself. It's not about you, and it was never about you. Your calling's not about you. Your anointing's not about you. Your deliverance isn't about you. It's all about God, and it's all about the fame of Christ Jesus. It's all about him. All to him be the glory and the honor forever and ever and ever. It's not about you. So every time you complain, you make it about you. Quit making it about you. It's about him. And if you'll start making it about him, it's a lot easier to give him glory. It didn't work out like I wanted it to. Oh, but God, you're good. You're good, God. And whatever you have for me, Lord, I want to walk faithful according to my calling. I want to walk faithful. And you said all things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so, God, I want it to work out for my good, so I want to walk according to your purpose. So help me, God, to control my tongue. Help me to stop complaining. Help me, God, to have a new song. Lord God, the new song you gave me when I knew you lifted me up out of the pit like David and set my feet upon a rock. That new song, Lord God, that when I w- was first converted unto you, I told everybody about you, everybody about your goodness, everybody about your love. God, restore a new song. Restore a new song, God. Jesus comes into the temple. He cleanses it. And you know what happens next? Here comes all the unclean. They're not supposed to be there. But deliverance always pays the way for miracles. And here come the lepers, and he begins to cleanse the leper. And here becomes the children, the ones that they're too young. The children. Here come the children, and they were complaining about the children, and he says it's perfect praise. <laughs> and you know what the religious establishment did? Oh, they were frustrated and complaining because deliverance always brings disruption. Always brings disruption. And so some of you have experienced levels of deliverance recently. This summer. But right now, disruption. What does that mean? Does that mean that I didn't get deliverance? Does that mean that God's word is is not good enough? That it works out for other people, but it's not working out for me? Is that what that means? 
Oh no, it means he's training you to be a soldier. It means there's more giants in the land. And if you'll just stay with him, if you'll just stay in stride with the spirit of God, there's new land, there's new territory. Don't you give up. Don't you allow fear and doubt to return. Don't you allow, don't you allow disappointment to take over what God has purposed and what he set aflame in your heart. Don't you allow the enemy to pour water on what the Holy Spirit has ignited into a flame. Don't you fall for that trick. Oh no, you begin to set your, your face like flint toward heaven and you begin to walk according to the principles of God and the purpose of God. I don't understand my circumstances. I don't understand why it had to go out like this, God, but I understand like David, you're training my hands for war and if I'm fighting, I must be free. If I'm fighting, I must be loose of bondage. Oh my God, somebody give him glory in the house tonight. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands to heaven right now. Oh, God. Oh, God. I thank you, Father, that I'm still fighting. Oh, I feel like I'm just barely holding on, God. Oh, but I'm still fighting, Father. Oh, I'm thankful, God. Oh, Lord Jesus, that you're training my hands for war, Father. Just when I thought I would give up, oh, Holy Spirit, you come again and remind us, Lord Jesus. Oh, the road is not supposed to be easy. Oh, but you would go with us, God. Oh, be with us. Be near this night, God. Oh, God, do it, Lord to the fighter in the room, Father. Oh, Lord God, you're fighting ones, Lord Jesus, who've received their marching orders, Lord God. Oh, breathe, Lord God. Breathe again, Father, into their spirit and into their heart, Father. Remind them, Lord, that your word is true. Remind them, Lord, that deliverance is real and dominion, Father, is going to require... <coughs> require a God trust Jesus oh it's going to require a fight father oh father remind Lord your fighting ones Jesus that it's not over yet oh father I pray right now in this room for those father that 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 have long felt felt on the fence long felt disenfranchised long felt discounted long felt unqualified the ones in the outer court in their world is a raging chaos and that raging chaos, everything, voices within and without, has tried to convince them that that's normal. Oh, God, step in to that lie and bring disruption to the chaos. Remind us again, Father, oh, Lord Jesus, that, that what the world calls normal is abnormal. God, what the world is, has tried to call natural, Father, you've come to neutralize by your Holy Spirit to it in the house tonight, Jesus. Empower us, Lord. Not enough to just be free. Empower us to fight the enemy. Hallelujah. Empower us to fight with praise on our lips, with your word. Father, in our hands. Pray with me across this house. Your nightmares are not normal. 
paralysis that anxiety has caused is not normal. The thoughts of suicide that you've wrestled with are not normal. The insecurity that torments you in your every step, it's not normal. The addiction that you've been wrestling with and the enemy's tried to tell you everybody's just learning to cope. Holy Spirit says, no, 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 I come to cleanse and conquer. Don't you dare, don't you dare learn or allow the enemy to convince you to cope with what is not normal in your life. Holy Spirit steps into the outer court to bring deliverance, to cleanse, to set free, then to make whole. Hallelujah. Do it tonight in this house. several layers to where to how Holy Spirit is, is ministering <clears throat> ministering right now to some of you you need to you need to begin to bind the spirit of hell <clears throat> he's bound you long enough he's tormented your mind long enough you've been equipped by the word of God and the power of the spirit to bind him Whatever you loose in heaven, be loosed in earth, and whatever you bind in heaven, be bound in earth. Scripture says we're to bind the strong man first. And you're going to come to this altar and you're going to begin to bind the thoughts that have been raging. You're going to cast down the evil imaginations. It's going to be a cleansing, an end of summer cleansing going to take place in the temple tonight. And some of you have been, been on the outer courts for so long, you never thought there was ever any hope for you. We come to announce tonight that the devil is a liar and he come for you. <laughs> he come for you to bring brand new deliverance, brand new mercy and brand new grace right to where you are. And I'll remind you, freedom is free. Freedom is free. And some of you are going to walk in freedom. And he's going to train you for dominion. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone. You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best.